I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver, and it's only round seven. Not sure if I'm dead, cause I think this is heaven. Now forget what he said, and listen to me. What you really wanna do is stack those RBs. You can be Linda, just let me be frank. Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank. One says it's awful, the other says it's great. It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate. Welcome and welcome and welcome in episode 72 of the Dynasty Debates, the best kept secret in all of Dynasty Fantasy Football. I am your humble host, as always, Evan Brown, the humblest host in the biz. You can catch me on Twitter at FFEvanLution if you so wish. You can also follow the show at Dynasty Debates or drop an email, DynastyDebates at gmail.com. So there are many ways to get in touch if you have any questions, comments, feedback, etc., etc. We've got the landing spots. It's no more a guessing game. And we've done the wide receivers. We've done the running backs. And now we get to the super exciting positions. And uh, <laughs> to help me with these uh, with these, with these, these exciting positions that we know so much about and we're so excited for, I have an amazing, wonderful, fabulous, fantastic, handsome, delightful guest. Uh, he is a man among men. He is the one and only Matt Thornton at Matt FF Dynasty on Twitter. He is over on this side of the pond, so no more late night recording. This is a normal, average British summertime evening <laughs> recording session. Uh, he is over in England. He is a wonderful analyst and editor at the FF Astronauts, and he's also the co-host of the Fantasy Wildcard. So check them out on Twitter at Fantasy Wildcard or on any of the podcast listening platforms that you so choose. Before I go any further, Matt, how the heck are you, buddy? Evan, I'm doing really well. Thank you, mate. It's it's an honor to, to finally be able to come on with you. We were just joking before, before we started recording. It's definitely long overdue, this one, that... I'm finally able to, to hop on with you. I believe like a year ago that we were talking about putting this together. So it, it's great that we can we can finally hop on together. And yeah, looking forward to it, despite you giving me the quarterback's entire position. <laughs> I know this is, uh, I am losing good host points here rapidly. <laughs> um, I, we've been talking about having Matt, I've been talking about having Matt on the show since literally probably last September and it's yeah. ridiculous because he's in England. I'm in Northern Ireland. Like <laughs> we're literally the same time zone and we haven't been able to uh, make this happen here. Um, so yes, I apologize. That is my bad. And then it's just like, thank him for being patient and like willing to come back on the show. I give him like the worst positions to break down as well. So I'm doing great. I am doing fantastic. And this could be one and done for Matt. He may never want to come back again <laughs> after this, but I am thankful that he has come on the show. He's a great guy. I really enjoy interacting with him on Twitter um, and just listening to his analysis. You know, I've checked out a lot of the stuff that he's done over at, at the Astronauts and on Fantasy Wildcard. So yeah, it's um, it is. Is there anything I missed out? I know uh, this show is actually going to be coming out by the time this comes out. It'll be technically next week. We're recording this on the 18th of May, so it'll be next week. I think that'll be after your guys' streamathon. But it's a massive, massive well done to you guys. That sounds really awesome, and it's really cool to see you guys. They're doing a big massive. Uh, stream of Thrones, lots of amazing guests this weekend um, to raise money for charity. Um, did you want to say anything about that or do you want to shout anything out about that? I know it'll be over by the time people are listening, but maybe <laughs> they can still donate or something like that. 
absolutely yeah you can still donate i believe the donation is staying open till till early june time so if you are able to donate and and you can check it out as well we're going to be dropping them all as as podcasts as well the individual um segments we're dropping them as a single podcast so you can check it out that way um all the stream will be on youtube as well you can find that on um, fantasy wildcard on, on our youtube channel so yeah if you do miss it you can still check it out and as i say you can donate so any donations will be will be really appreciative but um yeah just just looking forward to it to be honest as i say it'll be all over and done by the time this comes out but um really excited for it i know you probably are like sleeping for the next two days straight just mm. to get ready for this but what sorry just so people if people don't know like what charity mm-hmm. is that you're raising funds for yeah, it's for Mind Charity. So a charity that's raising funds for people that are struggling with mental health. They do a great, great work over there, supporting people that are struggling. And and as we know, it's been a it's been a real tough couple of years. And I think a, a lot of people can relate to the fact that that mental health is something that, that needs dressing, needs help. So um yeah, great charity in mind that that we're looking to to help out. And we did it last year, raised uh, I think over a thousand thousand pound, hoping to to reach that target again. So yeah, as I say, for for a great cause, it's going to be a lot of fun as well. That is awesome. Yeah, love love to see that, and that is a great a great charity and a great um, a great cause to support. So definitely check these guys out. Check out the work. Like Matt said, by the time this comes out, it'll have already happened the live stream. But you can still check out the podcast. You can still donate to the cause, and if you can afford to, certainly do. That is well worth your time, and we would appreciate that greatly. Um, but yeah, Matt. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm excited. We are going to be talking to you. So we're going to be breaking these up into separate episodes because we don't want them to be too long um, because there's so many great things to think about. But we're going to be talking one episode of tight ends, one episode of quarterbacks, and then we're even going to do what all of us dynasty degenerates love to do. We're going to just sift through the mud and the dirt and the grime and talk about some UDFAs at the end there, some guys that we just can probably pick up for free and maybe stash on a taxi squad and just see what happens. So I was going to ask a question, stroke make a joke about you know obviously matt's like sheffield accent and talk about the wild things <laughs> from game of thrones but he dropped this absolute bombshell on me uh pre-recording said he doesn't he's not seen game of thrones so i'm I still i apologize if i sound like just shell-shocked and confused and glazed over you know i just i'm trying to process how somebody that i respect so much and you know have such love for could possibly have such a, a horrible judgment of not watching game of thrones but then i remembered the last two seasons happened and so i don't feel that bad for him so we'll not we'll not waste our time we'll not we'll not go over that anymore it would have been a good little uh side tangent there but you know it's all good i might um note to self cut this bit out and uh, <laughs> we'll go on then we'll get into these tight ends because this is some some exciting stuff i mean who doesn't love a good tight end i know i do something is wrong with you i got a fever adam himself could not resist the temptation a rookie fever So we are just going to do similar to wide receivers and running backs. We're just going to talk through the NFL draft as it happened, hitting on each player and prospect that we think could be fantasy relevant and kind of just giving a little bit of context. We're going to contextualize again, just see how many times I can get that word in the, uh, in the, in the episode. So um, we're going to contextualize like our values for them, what we think they would be worth in your rookie drafts, but also if your rookie drafts have already happened and you're either looking to ship that player off, what kind of value would we expect or want to see back? Or if you're looking to maybe get in on that value, what are you willing to give up or whereabouts would you value that player? So having said that, 
we are going to start with the first tight end selected in the NFL draft this year. And it happened on day two, round two, and it was none other than Bay McBride. Um, he went pick 55 to the Arizona Cardinals. I don't think it was a big surprise. I think pretty much everybody assumed he was going to be the first tight end off the board. Uh, obviously, Zach Ertz is still in town, has signed a new contract there. So I'm going to throw it over to Matt here, and I want to hear his sort of like dulcet tones kind of wax lyrical about bay mcbride and what he thinks of the fantasy impact for him going to arizona um and also where he sort of values him in the overall dynasty landscape yeah i think you nailed it to be honest the, the clear tight end one for me in this class and i think a lot of people agree was the the clear tight end one as you say going to the arizona cardinals potentially it would have been a really interesting landing spot if it wasn't for zackett's uh resigning that that three-year deal kind of now puts a bit of a dampener on it. You, you'd expect that he might not get that opportunity early. It's going to be another one of those those tight ends that, that I love personally that's going to be going to be blocked by it. So I remember Dallas got it obviously over with the, the Eagles as well. It's doing his thing there and, and getting in the way. Sadly, he's going to be doing it again, it seems, with uh, with another tight end that I'm excited by. But yeah, Trey McBride, I absolutely love him. If, if he was in last year's draft class, um, it'd be right up there with Pat Fryman for me, just behind, obviously, Cal. Kyle Pitts, and it's funny just mentioning Kyle Pitts because, to be honest, this is the the college version of Kyle Pitts. If you just look back to last year with Colorado State, he had a thousand receiving yards, and then just got that one touchdown. So, so very similar to to what Kyle Pitts did in in the NFL. But yeah, on the whole, I really like the the, the talent. It's it's just the situation's been kind of clouded a little bit with with Zach Ertz resigning, but long term, I think is a is definitely the, the clear tight end one in this class, and somebody that I think in in terms of fantasy can. Can reward you if you do select him in, in your rookie drafts. You mentioned about whereabouts you take him. Um, I'm probably happy taking him mid-second, maybe even pushing to, to early second. Um, I know I'm in a tight end premium league. I managed to get him at, at the 202 spot, I believe, and I was absolutely ecstatic to to get him at that spot in, in my rookie drafts. As I say, it's just just that concern that you might maybe have to wait a year. It might be a, a taxi a taxi squad kind of tight end for a for a year, but hopefully it can it can break out. And yeah, really excited long term for him. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, something that you mentioned there, definitely. Zach Ertz is kind of annoying, isn't he, really? I mean, let's be honest. Like, he's an older dude, so you don't really want to invest majorly in him for, like, dynasty purposes. But he just keeps, like, you know absolutely cock blocking us with our like delightful young exciting tight ends that we really like and want to see succeed so he kind of got in the way with dallas goddard for like ages then he got out of town and we're like happy enough with that and now he's messing up bay mcbride i mean what is this all about here what is going on with zach i think he needs to just take a chill pill um and go somewhere where there's no tight ends and 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 he can just have his own little fun time or maybe go to go to like kansas city and then like him and like travis kelsey can just cannibalize each other and be two old dudes and we can just forget about them they can ride off into the dynasty sunset but but yeah i agree with you especially if you're in any sort of tight end premium league i have no problem if you want to take him at 201 202 um to be honest with you i mean if you want to take him at 112 then that's fine like that's your 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 decision there's probably one or two wide receivers i'd still be taking there personally but i get it and i do think he's a really solid prospect and we all know that once you get one of those top five tight ends it's like gold dust in dynasty so if you can get someone like that at the end of a first or especially anywhere in the second round i mean that's that is is great so i've actually made it uh, <laughs> i made a, a a real intention of getting i've got him in two i've only done two or three startups this year and I've, I've made sure and got him in both of them because i do really believe in him i mean for me i don't know where he's for you but like i've just looked at my rankings there and i think he's around that sort of i've already got him around like tight end 12 13 in my dynasty rankings because it might be a little bit rich to some people but like i said 
there aren't that many real stud muffins in the tight end landscape. And for me, he ticks so many boxes and he's such a great prospect. I really have no problem like sliding him in there at the very end of the tight end one, sort of very high end of the tight end two sort of like realm. So moving on then, we had to wait a little while for the next tight end to come off the board. And this one was really exciting and really like, I think pretty surprising for some people. Um, I'm really disappointed because this tight end was, I loved and do you know what happened? I, I don't know if this ever happens to you, Matt, but like I fell in love with him as a prospect. And then I let like the echo chamber and Twitter kind of like convince me a little <laughs> bit that I was too high on him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I'm being too, I'm just being ridiculous. And like, you know, so I kind of lowered my expectations a little bit for him. And I put him down to like tight end four for myself because I was like, I don't want to be too crazy. You know, I'm, I don't want to like over, um, over egg the pudding here, but like it's Jelani Woods. I call him Bigfoot because he is like a mythical creature that comes <laughs> out, of, out of the forest and he is a wrecker of souls. He just destroys DBs and safeties that try and tackle him he's an absolute mismatch a nightmare um to try and cover and the flat which he does split out wide an awful lot i mean especially this last year he was more of a receiver than he was a blocker um he goes pick 73 to the indianapolis colts what are your thoughts on the landing spot and how excited are you for bigfoot moving into the his nfl career i mean starting with the landing spot this is another one that we, we speak about all the time in, in fantasy that the indianapolis colts getting a tight end there it's always exciting obviously frank Wright, we know the the history he has with, with tight ends so being able to to get that landing spot and land with the colts initially was really interesting the fact that they've they've re-signed really marley cox could potentially lead to a bit of a timeshare between the two but but like we touched upon with with mcbride if they go to that 12 personnel and um, use that quite often then woods is going to get opportunities and then circling back to fantasy is really exciting in terms of fantasy and um, you just mentioned the fact that he's, he's six foot seven 250 pound but then ran a four six at, in, in um at the nfl combine um it's just really exciting that the one thing that i would maybe hold against him is he's maybe still a little bit raw i know he was recruited as a quarterback and then like touched upon played a, a bit of wide receiver i believe at oklahoma state and then transferred to to virginia but as we say a, a receiving tight end it's always exciting for fantasy that's that's the kind of tight end that that we get excited about and um yeah as i say that the landing spot could potentially be be great forward so all things considered really happy with the fact that he got that that day two draft capital as well that's only another positive to, to put towards him so on the whole he's now become my, my tight end two in this class i think a little bit like yourself i, I had him a touchdown i think i had him tight end four before the nfl draft kind of like you said trying to hold back a little bit don't want to get too crazy on him but yeah, love love a lot of things about Woods that, as I say, the landing spot, the draft capital, and then the potential upside in, in fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think you you nailed it there because um, so many things going for him. Frank Reich, like you said, traditionally loves the tight end. Matt, even Matt Ryan, I mean, he's definitely used the tight end. He used Kyle Pitts last year. Why wouldn't you? But, you know, even we look back a little bit further, um, you know, he's been able to make even just kind of jaggy tight ends relevant for fantasy. So I think that, you know, honestly, I think that the reality is, like like you touched on there, Matt, he is certainly a work in progress. Um, he was originally, a, you know, a high school quarterback. He then was like a blocking tight end, um, you know, mostly at Oklahoma State. And then he's moved on to Virginia. He has one year of production. It was really exciting production, really, really good. But he's still learning the ropes as far as being like a, um, as far as being like an actual like receiving tight end who is, you know, really sharp with his route running. Of course, he's still learning that, but the sky's the limit. He's massive. He is like an absolute tower out there. He, 
absolutely dwarfs people. He's super fast. He's super big. Got a massive catch radius. I think the sky's the limit. And you certainly want athletic tight ends, and you want athletic tight ends in a system where they use tight ends. So, I definitely think that you know. And the cool thing is, I've noticed that he's not really rising that high up in draft boards, which is weird. I thought that when he became the second tight end drafted in Indianapolis Colts, I was thinking, oh crap, you know, you're gonna have to take him in like the early second round or something now, but. Honestly, I've still seen him in third rounds, even into the fourth rounds and stuff like that in some rookie drafts. I, I think people just didn't like him very much or didn't know much about him pre-draft. So especially if you're in some sort of tight end premium league and you can get him in the third round, I think that's great. I think that's a steal. So literally just a few picks later, the third tight end comes off the board. Pick 80, Greg Sugar Daddy Dolchich comes <laughs> off the board to the Denver Broncos, much to the chagrin of all the Albert O. Truthers um, who'd already penciled him in as a top five <laughs> fantasy tight end. So obviously it's a little bit of a murky waters there going to a you know backfield that are, are a, a position that already has uh, somebody that we were sort of excited about an athletic tight end. But I really liked Greg Dolchich he was my tight end two pre-draft so what are your thoughts on the landing spot and where do you value him now yeah this is really interesting a little bit like Woods is another guy that that produces those big plays um we just pulled up a couple of stats he had 20 yards per, per catch in 2020 which was second in the fbs and then um 17.3 in 2021 which again was second so we know that once he's got that ball in his hands he can produce those big plays and again when it comes to tight ends um, that's something that's really exciting in terms of fantasy. And then landing with the Broncos, I mean, as you mentioned, everyone's getting super excited about Albert O. Obviously, the, the opportunity that opened up there when Noah Fant moved to, to the Seahawks, but Dulcich is coming. And to be honest, I think it's going to be a close battle between the two. I feel like if you did invest early on Albert O, you, you should maybe get a little bit worried because I think Dulcich can can come and claim that, that tight end one in that offense. And like we know Russell Wilson being over there, although it's, it's historical looking back, he doesn't really tend to target those tight ends. I think with somebody like Dulcich, he's, to be honest, Wilson never really had, had an elite tight end apart from Jimmy uh, Jimmy Graham. So getting a tight end like Dulcich who, who can produce yards after the catch and um, with that athleticism, yeah, really, really exciting, the, the landing spot. I think he can beat Alberto, to be honest. Um, yeah, love it, to be honest, love it. Yeah, no, definitely it's... It is a situation for sure. I mean, especially with his being such a deep threat, you know, and without and yep. with Russell Wilson's accuracy down the field and things like that, it could be could be pretty sexy for um for fantasy football. Uh, moving on then to the next tight end. So this was one of those ones where I wasn't necessarily surprised. Um, you know, I wasn't necessarily surprised, but it was cool to see um this guy Jeremy Rucker come off the board only. 20 picks or so later pick 101 to the new york jets because obviously the jets have a tight end room that they're revamping they have needs there um jeremy ruckert was a guy i really liked actually when i watched him at ohio state i felt like he didn't get enough opportunities for what he could do i felt like he had more to offer offensively than what he got to showcase just based on how they run their offense but i think he's a solid blocker and things like that so what are your thoughts then obviously he goes into now a semi-crowded room with mm -hmm. cj uzama um Tyler Conklin and um, you know now he's the new guy on the block but they have invested fairly you know fairly significant draft capital in him um, so they must have some plans for him what are your thoughts on him and, and are you taking him in your rookie drafts yeah a little bit like yourself he was a guy that, that intrigued me over at Ohio State like you mentioned though he's in that that crowded room in terms of trying to to claim targets where we know the wide receivers that Ohio State had over there um, and he kind of falls into a similar situation doesn't he going to the Jets sticking with his his former teammate as well with Garrett Wilson being selected by by the Jets he now falls into another offense where 
there's a lot of competition for targets, like you mentioned at the tight end position. They've they've got Conklin and Uzama, but then looking at the wide receivers as well, they've they've selected Wilson and they've got Elijah Moore coming back from from that injury they had last year. Uh, and obviously Corey Davis as well. So again, he's competing for targets, and and that's just what concerns me with with Brooker that there's the situation at the moment. It doesn't look doesn't look too appetising to be honest, and and I do just worry that he's not going to get that early opportunity, um, and then that's when you start to to become concerned that the fact that he's going to be buried on that depth chart. Um, I just have my concerns. He's personally not somebody that I've really targeted in in my rookie drafts. The the guys that we've spoke about previous are, are probably the top three tight ends that that I'm actively looking to to go and acquire. Beyond that, these are all just kind of dart throws. And I think there's maybe a couple more that we're going to talk about a little bit later on that I probably gravitate more towards than than Rucker personally. Yeah, definitely. I think he's just one of those guys that for now, unless you're in like a 16 team, like yeah. you know tight end premium that's got like really deep benches or something if you're just in a normal 12 team especially like a 10 team or something like that i wouldn't i wouldn't probably be drafting rucker because i think you nailed it there like there's just too many miles to feed um, especially with tight end being a position that takes time anyways and now he's like third tight end on the depth chart you know potentially um so yeah i just think that he's a guy to keep in mind keep an eye on see how things happen and if he starts surprising people maybe be quick to swoop in there and try and stash him but i wouldn't worry about going out of my way to grab him necessarily um but yeah we move on then to round four day three and there's a whole plethora of tight ends that come off the board here in pretty rapid succession so we start with Cade Otten at pick 106 now he goes to a pretty juicy landing spot here with tampa bay um Kate Orton was a guy that I feel like might have gone a little bit higher if he hadn't been dealing with some injuries. He was a very like solid tight end. Like he came from Washington. He's just a really, he was kind of like your just stereotypical tight end, really. Like, you know, he blocks really well. He moves his blocking to the second level. He can run routes. He has solid hands. He can run down. You know, he's like, he didn't excel necessarily at any one thing in my mind, but he was really good at most things. So I felt like he was a really solid tight end option that could have gone earlier, but he was dealing with an injury and he falls into a really interesting landing spot, especially with Gronk. You know, we're not sure Gronk coming back. We don't know. Um, but what are your thoughts? How do you feel about Kate Otten there at Tampa Bay? And are you interested in him at all in your rookie drafts? Now, I think you nailed it as a, as a prospect. He was kind of just that, that vanilla tight end, kind of just basic, good at a lot of things, but not really great at, at anything. And and it's the situation on anything that intrigues me. Like you, you touched upon the fact that Gronk hasn't re-signed. He's got a path to, to compete straight away for that tight end one spot. Obviously, Cameron Brait's still there with, with the Buccaneers, but it's it's that situation that becomes interesting. But again, just because in terms of fantasy, I just don't think he's... He's got that wow factor for me personally. There's there's just nothing that really stands out. Athletic is not it's not blowing me away with his athleticism. And, and like we've touched upon when it comes to tight ends, they tend to be the tight end that can that can really reap the rewards in, in fantasy. So while the situation is great currently on the face of it, and to be honest, I, I still think Gronk comes back. I mean, we know the connection that Gronk and Brady. If Brady's going back, then you've got to feel like he's going to bring his, his good friend Gronk back. So um, personally, I think that Gronk's going to, going to end up re-signing for the Buccaneers before week one. But as it stands right now, the, the opportunity is there for him. So... Not really someone I'm targeting, but like you say, if Gronk doesn't re-sign and then maybe it's early, does claim that tight in one spot, then maybe I start having a little bit of interest, but I'm I'm not going to be going too crazy on him. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I think that's fair. I think what I would say is because 
that such a high powered offense and people mm-hmm. love Tom Brady so much, it might be worth if you can get him like in into your fourth round or fifth round or something like that, might be worth taking him just for flippability. Because if Gronk doesn't, or if Gronk comes back and then he gets injured week three and all of a sudden just a fluke like two touchdown game happens for Auten, you know, everyone might be like, Oh my gosh, you know, this is amazing. <laughs> the next Gronk. And then you can like flip him for like a 23 second or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it can happen, especially with the name value of Brady and the Buccaneers and all that kind of stuff. So could be worth it for that but yeah i wouldn't be reaching too high and i don't think you have to i think he's been one of those guys i've seen in the fourth fifth round or just even leave you know leaving drafts you know undrafted so moving on then to your new york giants i'm mm-hmm. curious to hear your take <laughs> on pick 112 daniel bellinger out of san diego state um athletic tight end who was pretty raw and needs a lot of work as far as like his route running and things like that but definitely super athletic which we'd like to see what are your thoughts what are you how are you feeling about it as a giants fan and are you intrigued <laughs> at all for fantasy well as a giants fan we know there's definitely a need there obviously having Engram moving on to, to the Jags um, there's a potential path there for him to become the tight end one um, Ricky Seal Jones is, is a tight end that, that we acquired in the offseason so got to compete with him and, and he kind of showed flashes last year with, with Washington but yeah there was a there was a need there for us to, to grab a tight end the fact that we've we've got Bellinger I quite like it as in, in round four in terms of from me as a, as a Giants fan um, looking at it in fantasy you kind of then start to worry obviously day three draft capital but so I say that the situation, the potential opportunity um, that he's going to get exciting and like touched upon is is an athletic athletic tight end, and when that when that comes to fantasy, that's that's when you start getting excited. So on the whole, somebody that yeah, I'm, I'm happy to take a shot on later on in drafts, just because I think like like you touched upon with that, and you made a great point that you can you can flip these guys that have that early production, and, and from tight ends, it's not something we see too often. So you, you feel like people are going to maybe overreact to to some early production from these tight ends, and, and Bellinger's got that that opportunity to get that that early um, early production, and, and as you say, a play that you could potentially flip. So if you can get him. Him late on, yeah, he's definitely a guy that I'll be targeting. Trying to put my my bias aside because as a Giants fan, um, you know I'll be grabbing him late on in, in drafts in, in my rookie drafts. But yeah, like the minute the he has like one touchdown, you'll be like three firsts <laughs> for Daniel Bellinger. I'll, I'll, I'll be the one paying it, Evan. To be honest. Uh, exactly. Uh, no, I really, I, I I really liked him actually. I just thought he was so raw. I I didn't yeah. think he would. I so. I know you were saying like you get worried about round four. I was I was happily surprised at how high he got drafted because I genuinely thought with how raw he was and his lack of like production on paper, like you look at like what he actually put up and you're like, oh man, you know, this guy could be like a sixth round pick or, you know, an, a UDFA even. So to get into the fourth round and go to there uh, to the Giants where there's such a need and there's no, even like their wide receiver core, nobody's established themselves as like, oh yeah, well, we've got a one, we've got a two. And you know what I mean? It's so many question marks. So I think that that's a good chance to, to throw a dart in there. And I think again he's one really cheap um i'm gonna i'm gonna put these next two guys they're not right back to back but they were very close and they go into the same team so i'm gonna put them together we're gonna talk about charlie kohler and isaiah likely pick 128 and 139 both going to the baltimore ravens mm-hmm. so pretty gross um for fantasy and pretty disappointing because Charlie Kohler was a guy personally that I really liked, even though he wasn't the sexiest name. He had just had so much great production in college, and I thought he could have been a sneaky value in your rookie drafts. Um, and then Isaiah Likely was actually my tight end three uh, pre-draft because I just thought, man, he's got a lot of tools. He's really a weapon, you know. And for fantasy, that's what we want. We want. We don't care if they're good at blocking. We haven't created the points for blocking me yet. I am working on it, um, but. Yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts? You know, obviously, we've got Mandrews there. He's just dominated last year. We assume he's locked and loaded as the tight end one in the in the room. But they've now brought in these two guys who both are good at 
catching the ball. They're good at like being offensive tight ends. They're not necessarily these renowned blockers. So what are your thoughts? How do you, what do you make of this? And are you even interested in either of these guys? Well, to be honest, Evan, I can, I can trump you. You said you had Isaiah Lightly as your tight end three. Well, I know he's my tight end two. This is a guy that I was super, super excited about. I thought that he could potentially go a little bit earlier than, than round four. I was kind of sad to see him fall to that, that spot, but playing for Coastal Carolina, a small school, um, you tend to find it, don't you, with these guys that they, they tend to slip a little bit further than what you want to believe they'll be taken. But yeah, as a prospect, I really like Isaiah Lightly. Um, profile is a really athletic tight end, didn't quite put up the numbers that we expected um, on, on his pro day, but I still believe in, in the talent that he has. As I say, it was for a smaller school in Coastal Carolina, but out of the two, if, if you force me to pick between the two, it's it's quite easy for me. I'm taking the one that actually went later in, in the NFL draft, but that's Isaiah Likely. likely. I, I just like the upside there. Um, if, if you follow me on Twitter, I actually did a thread on him when I, when I was looking at these these prospects. So if, if I make a thread on him, you, you know that I like him. So um, yeah, out of the two, he's the one I like. As you mentioned, though, the, the landing spot behind probably one of the, the best tight ends in the league currently, Mark Andrews. Um, it's going to it's gonna be tough for him to get looks, but this is a team that, that run the ball a lot. So you, you're expecting a lot of 12 personnel like we, we've touched upon. So um, potential for, for maybe one of them to at least see the field. But yeah, if I'm taking my pick between the two, Evan, I'm, I'm taking likely. The nice thing is because everybody was sort of like had that collective sigh you know when this happened <laughs> i think everybody was disappointed because it wasn't like the deepest tight end class anyway so then when like two two of your like intriguing prospects get like kind of taken out with one fell swoop in round four um it's not great so yeah i think you're right i think if you're gonna take a shot probably isaiah likely still um he probably gives maybe that slightly higher upside for fantasy anyways definitely could be worth something um another guy worth mentioning here went pick 129 jake ferguson went to dallas dallas cowboys and it's really funny because i remember when we were doing the tight end breakdowns i believe it was alfredo brown was on the show and his comp for jake ferguson was uh dalton schultz so he was like <laughs> literally gave him the comp of dalton schultz and i totally get that he's like just like this workman blue collar tight end that does everything really well but doesn't excel at anything not like amazing but you know, obviously there is only one tight end in town at the moment um, who has been doing really well, but there could be some opportunity there. So what are your thoughts on Jake Ferguson and do you have any interest in him or are you just kind of letting him hit the waivers and just keeping an eye? Yeah, to be honest, Evan, this is a guy that, that I've been letting hit the waivers. He, he's not somebody that I've been actively going out and targeting like you talked about um, landing with the Cowboys. Um, you know, Dalton Schultz there and he had a great season last year. You feel like he's cemented himself as that that tight end one in that, that Cowboys offense. But we have to admit this is a, a really exciting in offense in terms of fantasy we know they like to throw the ball plenty so if anything were to happen to Dalton Schultz then you feel like Jake Ferguson can can step in and, and become fantasy relevant even though as a prospect he's not somebody that I was I was super excited about Carter going to label him again as that vanilla kind of prospect just good at a lot of things like you mentioned but but not, doesn't really excel at anything so um again it's another one of those where that the situation could potentially be be nice if anything were to happen to Schultz just because of how high powered this offense is but on the whole not really somebody that, that I've been looking to target in my, my rookie drafts yeah no I think you're right there again it's all about league size and format and stuff but in your normal sort of 10 12 man leagues you're probably best yeah just like letting him sort of hitting the waivers and seeing what happens and th see how things shake out see what kind of news you're getting out of camp and things as we get closer to the season um, last guy then that I do want to touch on here from round four is somebody I'm actually really excited and intrigued by and this is Chigazim Okonkwo 
bonus points for me being able to say <laughs> that. Uh, he went pick 145 to the Tennessee Titans. So I'm going to get your take on this because I have a couple of opinions of my own, but I don't want to steal the spotlight because you waited this long to be on the show. And I appreciate you coming on. So what are your thoughts on on Chig? Uh, are you getting Chiggy with it in your rookie uh, oh, drafts? I like that. I mean, that, was, that, was, that was a good one. Um, yeah, to be honest, you're probably going to notice a bit of a common theme here for me when it comes to tight ends. This is another athletic tight end and when it comes to fantasy football, if this guy gets an opportunity, then yeah, you, you're gonna you're gonna get really excited by him. He's got a lot of comps to to a former Tennessee tight end, and that's John U. Smith, and, and that's another guy that I was really high on. Um, obviously, it's not quite played out that the way you'd hope over at New England, but yeah, it's another prospect that's that's really exciting. Again, a little bit raw potentially, but um, once he gets that opportunity over there, I know that the, the Titans um, brought over Austin Hooper, so. You feel like he's probably going to be the tight end one, that that more reliable uh, veteran. But yeah, Conquo, somebody that's definitely exciting in terms of of looking forward. Maybe in a two three years, another one of those guys that you can you can slide into your taxi squad and and once he gets the opportunity, it, it's going to be potentially exciting given given the athleticism that he has. Yeah, I mean, for me, of a, a lot of these guys that we've been talking about, I would actually probably look at taking a dart throw on him more than some of these other guys because of the athleticism. But a couple other points that I wanted to point out was I did a write up of him even, and I really liked him, but my concerns was he was a little bit smaller. He wasn't very good at blocking things like that. And he only had that one year of really kind of production coming out of Maryland. I actually thought he could potentially be like a UDFA or go in like the sixth or seventh round. The fact that the Titans chose to take him in the fourth round, that's not insanely high draft capital, but they didn't have that many picks and they have a lot of needs. And the fact that like they've lost AJ Brown, Robert Woods is there, but it's his first year in the offense and he's just coming off a serious injury. I mean, they literally have a bunch of rookies to like rely on other than Derrick Henry. And we know they're going to run the ball like a million <laughs> times, but Chig's whole thing is that he is like an offensive weapon. He's like a poor man's Isaiah likely sort of, you know what I mean? He's yeah. just like, just get him the ball. He runs like almost like a running back out of the backfield at times, things like that. So I would love to take some dart throws at him. You can probably even get him for free. Cause I just don't mm -hmm. think people know who he is or, or people aren't putting two and two together. Again, it's not a sure thing. Of course it isn't. But the fact that they've only got literally like Kyle Phillips, um, you know, they've, got aj brown jr and they've got <laughs> they've got robert <laughs> woods coming off a serious injury you know they don't have a lot on the shelves and they're going to need some offense if they want to keep being contenders so the, yes they're going to run the ball derrick henry but they're going to have to find offensive production somewhere so he could even get some run this year if he's like working hard and obviously showing well in training camp so certainly somebody i would be willing to throw a dart at the last guy then guys we're almost done i told you this was going to be exciting i told you this was going to be a lot of fun here we've gone 40 minutes on tight ends um last guy i'm going to touch on there was a couple other tight ends drafted but they're just guys that i'm personally not overly excited about and i don't see there being a lot of relevance for fantasy i could be wrong um but Matt did say he didn't want to talk any more than three hours about tight ends, so I'm trying to keep this relatively short. Um, but the last guy we're going to talk on, he actually went in round five, and it's Cole Turner out of Nevada. So he goes pick 149 to the Washington Washington Commanders. I have a couple things I want to talk about or that I like about him, but again, guess first. What are your thoughts um, on Cole Turner? Do you have any interest whatsoever? What do you like or not like about him? Um, as a prospect, not somebody that I was super excited by, but again, it's another one where the situation could potentially be interesting. I mean, if you know me, if you follow me on Twitter, I am not the biggest Logan Thomas fan in the world. Um, to be honest, I'm, I can't stand the guy. Not, nothing personal against him, but um, he's just one of those players that I, I really don't get on with in terms of in terms of fantasy. I know on, on the fantasy wildcard, me and Kev have a lot of a lot of friendly banter about uh, Logan Thomas. So the fact that Turner lands over there with with Washington. Um, 
I think there could be opportunity there. We know that that Thomas is coming off that real tough injury last season. He's getting up there in in age as well. I believe he's, he's thirty one, maybe even thirty two, entering next season. So, um, and as I say, Ricky Seals Jones as well going to to the Giants. There's opportunity there for for turning sliding that tight end too. And then if anything were to happen to to Logan Thomas, or maybe if you can just you can just go and straight out replace him to be honest. Because as I say, I'm I'm not I'm not the biggest truther in in Logan Thomas. So yeah, kind of like the the situation, but as a prospect, he wasn't somebody I was I was super excited by and just circling back to, to dynasty this is going to be another one of those players that i think you might have to weigh on and a lot of, a lot of dynasty players don't like doing that even so one thing i would say is like obviously patience is a virtue so you guys got to learn some patience here and <laughs> good things come to those who wait so i i like cole turner and the reason being i mean there's a couple of things so i'm a sucker for a converted wide receiver to tight end or a converted quarterback to tight end so that is exactly cole turner's story he was a wide receiver converts to tight end and um, it was funny when we were breaking down tight ends, I actually had a comp for him and I said he was sort of like a poor man's Mike Gesicki. Um, So he's got that kind of long, lanky, sort of like route running, able to make contested catches and contort and grab the ball. So he's definitely an offensive tight end, which is what we want for fantasy. He's going to a place where, you know, historically speaking, if Carson Wentz is going to be the quarterback, he does like the tight end. He does like utilizing the tight end. So that's a plus. Um, and like you said, you may not like him, but the incumbent tight end there is somebody who has been used in Washington. So for the last couple of years, when he was healthy, he had that, what, tight end three season a couple of years ago. Um, and then last year got banged up, but a couple of the other guys are out of town. So either he could potentially get injured again. He's getting a little bit older. There could be opportunities straight away as a rookie, or even if it takes a little bit longer and it's looking towards next year, he still could be somebody, you know, because right now Gesicki is probably a top 10 tight end for most people in Dynasty. Um, and you could probably get a decent price for him if you're able to grab somebody like that in the fourth and fifth round and he becomes something like Gesicki in a year or two then you've certainly made an investment for yourself so we'll not go any further I hope you guys have enjoyed that as much as we have I wish you could see Matt's face he is just grinning from <laughs> ear to ear he's so happy talking about all these uh all these tight ends you know getting chiggy with it and Bigfoot and Sugar Daddy I mean there's just some great nicknames some great dudes <laughs> hopefully you are just going to go in like just just splurge all your fab on down the waiver wire for these guys and you're just but gonna be come patient away. but be patient but be patient have a have a taxi squad and lock them away and then when when chigazim okonkwo is a top five tight end you come back and thank me and and matt as well so <laughs> right there you have it folks hopefully you've learned something or have been in, been interested and intrigued by the tight end talk i know i have I draft zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver, and it's only round seven. Not sure if I'm dead, cause I think this is heaven. Now forget what he said, and listen to me. What you really wanna do is stack those RBs. You can be Linda, just let me be frank. Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank. One says it's awful, the other says it's great. It's time to buckle in for a Dynasty debate.